0: Episode of the podcast F Four. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Before we get started, our usual disclaimer: heavy spoilers ahead. Turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. This week we're talking about a franchise that's never really made it into the mainstream like Freddy or Jason or Michael Myers or Leatherface, but it still definitely has a cult following and it's the seven movies of Wrong Turn. So, Wrong Turn, the first one, 2003, directed by Rob Schmidt, screenwriter Alan B. McElroy, who also did Halloween 4, producer Stan Winston, who who did all the special effects, Brian Ebert, Eric Fing, and Robert Colzer, starring Desmond Harrington. You'll remember him from Dexter elementary ghost ships stuff like that. Eliza Dushku. She was in Faith and Buffy, Angel, Dollhouse. Um Emmanuel, Emmanuel I'm gonna screw up her last name probably. Chrisky. C H I R Q U I E. She's best known for Entourage, the Mentalist, um and the Shut In, which is a Original series on Amazon, which I really like. Uh, Jeremy Sito, he was in Law & Order. Kevin Zegers and Lindy Booth. And she's probably best known for The Librarians. The second movie is Wrong Term 2 Dead End. This was direct-to-video for all of these movies except for the last one. So the first one had the theatrical release. The last one had the theatrical release. And everything else in between was direct-to-video. Uh, this came out in 2007, so four years later, directed by Joe Lynch, screenplay by Turi Mayer and Al Septon, producer Jeff Freelich, starring Elika, Erica Leerschen, Henry Rollins, who, of course, you remember him as a lead guy in Black Flag, and he was in Sense of Anarchy and other stuff, and Texas Battle, and he's been in some other stuff, too. The third movie is Wrong Term 3, Left for Dead, from 2009, so two years later. Uh, the director was Declane O'Brien, screenwriter, Connor James Delaney, producers Jeffrey Beach and Philip Roth, starring Tom Frederick, Janet Montgomery. I remember her most from the TV series Salem, which was really good, and Tamer Hassan. Wrong Term 4, Bloody Beginnings, from 2011, so two years later again. This time it's a prequel, and it was, again, written and directed by Declane O'Brien. Wrong Term 5, Bloodlines, 2012, so one year later. This is a sequel to the prequel. Um, So it takes place after the prequel, Prequel, but before the first movie, starring uh, Doug Bradley, and he's most famous for Pinhead in the Hellraiser franchise, and he is serial killer Maynard Odets, and Declan O'Brien is back as director and screenwriter for 4 and 5. Kim Todd is the producer on this. Wrong Turn 6, The Last Resort, 2014, so two years later. This is considered a reboot by some or a standalone movie. Jeffrey Beach and Philip Roth are the producers on 5 and 6. Valerie Milev is the director. Frank H. Woodward is the screenwriter. And lastly, Wrong Turn, 2021, so what's that, seven years later, and this is also considered a reboot. Mike P. Nelson's director, Alan B. McElroy, is back as a screenwriter. And, of course, he was the screenwriter for the original movie. James Harris and Robert Coulter. He's back as a producer, starring Charlotte Vega. Uh, Adrienne Bradley, Emma Dumont, and uh, She Was in The Gifted. Dylan Mati, Daisy Head... Bill Sage, and he was in What We... We Are What We Are, American Psycho, etc., and Matthew Modine, and he was in Stranger Things, Pacific Heights, which is a really good movie, and The Bad Played On, and a bunch of other stuff like that. Okay, where to find these movies? Only Wrong Term 2 is available on Hulu. The rest are on Amazon Prime for $4.00. The 2021 one is $6, or you can find them in the other usual spots, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, etc. These are not on Shudder or Tubi or Netflix. Rotten Tomato scores. First movie, critics gave it a 40%, audiences gave it a 54%. So this is the highest rating of all the movies by audiences. Wrong Term 2, critics gave it a 70%. Audiences gave it a 44. This is the highest rating for critics. Wrong turn three, not rated by critics. Audiences gave it a 23. Four, which is the prequel. Critics gave it a 20%. Audiences gave it 26%. Five, which is the sequel to the prequel. Not rated by critics. 18% by audiences. Wrong turn six, not rated by critics. Audiences gave it an 18%. This is the lowest rating for audiences in the franchise. And lastly, wrong term, 2021, the reboot. Critics gave it a 54%. Audiences gave it a 46%. This is the second highest ranking for critics and the third highest for audiences. So it seems like a lot of people like that. The plot. The plot is pretty straightforward in all of the movies. Most of the time, there are some college kids who take a wrong turn in West Virginia and end up being chased by deformed, inbred hillbilly cannibals. I'll just go over each of the movies, um, what Rotten Tomato says about them, and briefly about the plot. So, the first movie from 2003, Rotten Tomato says, Friends Jesse, Carly, Jesse and Carly are traveling with pals Scott, Evan, and Francine when they have car trouble in West Virginia. Moments later, motorist Chris crashes into their disabled vehicle. Stranded, the friends discover that they're being stalked by a horde of backwoods cannibals. The woodsmen are hungry and fierce, and they'll be eating well unless Jesse and pals can outsmart them. So as I said before, plot very simple and the movie usually gets off quickly to the killing. Um, Which, uh, I don't know, I kind of appreciate that in horror movies if you're not going to do any character development. Doesn't give you much time to get bored, so that's good. Um, We later learn that the deformed hillbilly cannibals have names and they are One Eye, Sawtooth, and Three Finger. And they've been doing this to travelers to their part of West Virginia for many, many years. And we can tell that because they find the kids find a like graveyard of automobiles and a whole bunch of stuff, you know, sunglasses, dolls, all sorts of stuff. After a brief stop in the Fire Tower, only Chris, who I said previously, Desmond Harrington, and Jesse Eliza Dushku survive. After initially appearing to have been blown up, only three fingers survives among the cannibals. Also, the old man at the gas station, but we'll talk about him more a little bit later. Wrong Term 2, Rotten Tomatoes says, hoping to win a cash prize, a group of strangers heads out into the West Virginia woods for survival-themed reality television program. Ex-military tough guy Dale, played by Henry Rollins, and his fellow adventurers, Erica... Leeson, Texas Battle, and Daniela Alonzo are set for a week in which they forage for food and battle Mother Nature. But when they find out they're being hunted by a homegrown band of cannibals, the competitors are forced to fight their way out or be eaten in the process. So this time, instead of college kids, we have a reality show. And the family of cannibals is expanded on this time. Besides Three Fingers, we have ma, pa, and brother and sister. The usual murders ensue, and in the end, everyone else dies except for Nina and Jake. They find Kimberly's abandoned sports car and drive away, and among the cannibals, only three fingers and baby three toes survived. I gotta say, I enjoyed this uh, this one quite a bit. I think this is my favorite of the franchise. Um, it had some fun kills, including Kimberly at the beginning where she was sliced in half, so that was a crazy kill. And I think Henry Rollins really added to the movie. Wrong term three. Rotten Tomato says, unsuspecting friends and escape convicts encounter cannibalistic mutants in the forest. This time it's convicts instead of college kids. Three Finger Returns, he is joined by his nephew, which has grown into a teenager at this point, named Three Toes. In the beginning, two couples are out kayaking, and they are dispensed with very quickly, and only Janet Montgomery remains of them. Um, I will say, almost all of these, not the first movie, but almost every other movie has like a, a nudity sex scene. It's all bordering on soft porn. Um, usually in like the first five minutes of the movie. So these convicts are being transferred from a prison to someplace else, and they're all chained together. Three Fingers runs them off his road with his tow truck, and they later encounter Three Toes and kill him and put his head on a pike. And of course, this obviously infuriates Three Fingers. So he sets out to kill everyone, which he was going to do anyway. In the end... We have lawyer-slash-guard Alex and a convict who escape besides Janet Montgomery. He lets the convict go because the guy says he didn't do what he's in jail for. And then Alex later goes back to the armored car because previously they had found an armored car full of cash. I guess the hillbillies left it because they don't need cash. Um, And he's going to take the money and retire, but just then the convict shows up again. And tells him to never trust a convict. And he kills him. But then as he's trying to get rid of the money, we see a back shot of someone we don't know who with a bloody club. And then we hear him scream. So it appears that no one in this movie ended up surviving except for Alex, Janet Montgomery. Number four. Wrong term for bloody beginnings. As I said, this is the prequel. Rotten Tomato says young friends fight deformed mutants inside an abandoned sanitarium. This one tells the backstory of the original three brothers Helikar brothers, which are when I saw Tooth and Three Finger. None of the nine teenagers survived the overnight stay at the asylum. Um, some people don't like this one. I thought it was pretty good. Um, but, of course, I always like things that are set in an abandoned asylum. I'm not sure why the brothers were still hanging out there after they let all the other um, patients out and killed the hospital staff that had been giving them uh, electric shock therapy or torturing them. Wrong Term 5, Bloodline, sequel to Bloody Beginnings, but before the original Wrong Term movie, Rotten Tomatoes says, A small... Mining town hosts the Mountain Man Festival on Halloween. The wild night of costumes, drinking, and partying turns into bloodbath as the inbred family of hillbilly cannibals target several college students for dinner. Maynard is back, and he is a serial killer who has been wanted by the police for like thirty years. And this is where the mythology gets a little weird because some people he refers to the three cannibals as. His boys, so one when I saw Tooth and Three Fingers, um, and some people have said that he was the old man in the first movie at the gas station, so I'm not sure uh, about the specifics of it, but um, we do learn from this movie that the siblings were originally deformed due to a poisonous. Poisonous chemicals going into the waterway from a nearby paper mill, and then they were all inbred after that. Uh, that one, they spent much too too long running around in this uh, fake town that they had set up that looked like a studio backlot, and Maynard really didn't do anything, he just sat in the cell the whole time. I mean, I was glad to see Doug Bradley, as always, but he really didn't get too much to do, except... Sit in a cell and act menacing the whole time. Wrong term six. Rotten Tomato says bloodthirsty cannibals terrorize a hotel owner and his friends in the backwoods of West Virginia. So this one is slightly different in that the guy returns. He was adopted, but he finds out that he has relatives and he's inherited this a uh, somewhat dilapidated hotel. He goes there with his girlfriend and some other friends. Um, of course, the cannibals are there. There's two siblings um, who run the hotel. In the end, it turns out that um, the the sister wants uh, the main character to impregnate her because all, all they do is breeding, of course, among the um, cannibals. And surprisingly, I thought maybe the main character would get away with his girlfriend, but nope. He ends up siding with the um, cannibals, and his girlfriend ends up getting killed. So all of his friends and his girlfriend are killed. Um, the sister from the hotel, the girlfriend at least, um, shoves her face into some hot water and deforms her. But the guy ends up staying there in the long run with the rest of the cannibals. Um, they added a weird mythology to this in that there's a place in the basement under the hotel where they do these sex rituals while people stand around and watching robes. I don't know. Anyway, that's six. And lastly, seven. This is a reboot. Um, just called Wrong Turn again. Rotten Tomatoes says Backwoods Terror and... Nerve-jangling suspense meet when Jen, Charlotte Vega, and a group of friends set out to hike the Appalachian Trail. Despite warnings to stick to the trail, the hikers stray off course and cross into land inhabited by the Foundation, a hidden community of mountain dwellers who use deadly means to protect their way of life. Suddenly, under siege, Jen and her friends seem headed to the point of no return unless Jim's father, who is Matthew Modine, can reach them in time. This time, the action has moved from West Virginia to Virginia, so I'm sure the West Virginia Tourist Bureau is happy about that. Also gone this time are the inbred cannibals, who is replaced by the Foundation, a group that went into hiding in the mountains before the Civil War. More time is spent on character development, but unfortunately that makes the movie a lot longer than the others. The kids are supposed to stay on the path of the Appalachian Trail as worn by a woman who works in the hotel. But, of course, they don't do that. And then you know what happens. They get killed one by one. Um, I wanted to like this movie. I know it's highly rated by everyone else. And some people have it on its list of top ten horror movies of 2021. But it just didn't do it for me. I kind of like the cannibals. Um, It was a bit too preachy to me where they were talking about everyone getting along um, in the foundation, regardless of race, you know, religion, creed, whatever. Um, and all of these groups of people have uh, prejudice against each other. So you have the townspeople who are prejudiced against the uh, yuppies that are hiking. The yuppies are prejudiced against the townspeople. Um, everybody's prejudiced against the foundation. I don't know, it's just a little bit too preachy. Um, so what ends up happening in the end is one of the guys gets, one of the guys, um, gets kidnapped by these two guys and they wear like a animal skin and a skull on their head and they tie him to a stick and they say they're taking him down to the road, um, so that he can return to town, but that doesn't seem the way that you do it. So once they got him loose, He ended up beating one of the guys to death. Then they were captured by the Foundation, and either they had to submit to darkness, which is having your eyes poked out, and then you're in this back cave system forever, or um, Jen ends up getting away because she agrees to be the wife of the head guy. Um, And then also her boyfriend says he wants to stay in the community and become a participating member of the community. Uh, it seemed to me like they acclimated much too quickly to the group. It only a couple of weeks supposedly had passed since um, they went missing and Jen's father went looking for them. And in the very end, Jen and her father escape. As I said, her boyfriend wants to stay there. Then There's kind of a flash forward. We see that Jen is pregnant, she's back working with her father again. And just then, Venable, who's the head of the foundation, shows up with that creepy little girl and they kidnap her again. Oh, Jen's uh, boyfriend's named Darius. And, um, but in the very last scene, which I thought that part was fun, um, you see from the back that the camper crashes, she gets out. Couple of other people get out. She stabs them all to death, and then her and the little girl walk off um, into the sunset. I guess. Why should you watch these movies? Well, if you like hillbilly cannibal college <coughs> hillbilly cannibals killing college students, this might be the franchise for you. I would suggest watching the original uh, Wrong Turn Two. And if you want to see the direction that the franchise might go in the future, watch 2020, 2020 the one from 2021. But as I said, that really wasn't my favorite because I like the cannibals. On the trivia, some of these don't have too much. The first movie, Eliza Dushku did a lot of her own stunts for the movie. Uh, Emmanuel Chiricu. Again, sorry about the pronunciation. Dislocate her shoulder, performing her fall through the trees. You can hear her shoulder pop on the production track in the theatrical sound mix. That sounds painful. Several of the cast and crew were covered in poison ivy throughout the filming of the movie, which was due to their chairs being placed in what they thought was a group of weeds, only later to find out that they were in poison ivy. This is the only film in the wrong-term franchise that does not contain any sex or nudity. The female lead character, Jessie Burlingham, was named after the heroine in Stephen King's novel, Gerald's Game. That's a good movie, too, if you haven't seen it. Despite only being credited with producing, makeup master Sam Winston was pivotal in the design of The Mountain Men, In particular, um, Three Fingers. This marked the second to the last major horror film he had been involved with before his death in 2008 at the age of 62. And this is the third slasher horror film he's been involved with in following um, uncredited work in Friday the 13th, Part 2 and 3, and later of which he was the core designer of the original Hockey Mask, of horror icon Jason Voorhees and also the little boy who, as we know, jumps up out of the lake to attack uh, the final girl at the end of the movie. As written in the original script, the characters are in their late 20s. However, they were made younger in order to appeal to a younger audience. Yep, these people aren't teenagers. Throughout the film, Eliza Dushku is wearing a White shirt with Albanian two-headed eagle emblem. And I think that's because she has honorary citizenship in Albania. I think her parents are from Albania. Um, Kevin Zegers and Lindy Booth appear together again in Dawn of the Dead in 2004. During... One of the last scenes in the movie, Eliza Dushku actually set after Jillian Richings, who played Three Fingers, on fire. When the four are running from the cabin after The Awakening of the Mountain Man, Desmond Harrington actually broke his right foot after landing on the opposite side of a leg. That made it very difficult to shoot some of the scenes after his leg is shot, and he had to lamp on his right leg. Years earlier, before Wrong Turn was made a cult horror classic, John Carpenter and another writer, James Nichols, wrote an unproduced horror thriller entitled Prey, P-R-E-Y, which had a plot that is very similar to Wrong Turn and The Hills Have Eyes. Um, Many people have said that Wrong Turn is a ripoff in parts of um, The Hills Have Eyes or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Kevin Seegers, uh, already said that. Wrong Term 2, the opening scene with Kimberly Caldwell, who was in, um, American Idol, was originally supposed to involve Eliza Deshku playing herself in a cameo. The film was designed as an homage to 80s horror sequels. According to director Joe Lynch on the DVD, 300 gallons of blood was used. Wayne Robson is the only cast member to return from the first movie. The cackling laughter from Three Fingers is actually director Joe Lynch after unsuccessful attempts by the actor playing Three Fingers um, to laugh. The original script involved two surviving characters of the first movie returning. The idea was later scrapped when they decided to make a direct video sequel. This is the only film in the series that does not contain at least one scene of drug use. Yeah, that's the other thing besides all the nude scenes and sex scenes in all of these movies. Um, Almost all of them have people doing drugs. This is Kimberly Caldwell's film debut. She played a version of herself. And, of course, she was the first person to be killed in the movie. And it took her two days to film her scenes. In the original script, in the scene where Elena tries to seduce Jake and later has oral sex with Michael, she is also supposed to be completely nude during the entire scene and go skinny dipping after Jake leaves her and Michael. While in the movie, she is only topless for a short amount of time. This movie was shot in 25 days. Uh, this is one of two Horror movies from two thousand seven that involves deformed mutants. The other one, of course, is The Hills Have Eyes, two. The character of Nina was pregnant in the earlier draft of the script. This is the second movie. Texas Battle and Crystal Lowe are in together. They also played in Final Destination three director joe lynch originally wanted to have more inbred characters in the film but he was able unable to because there are already too many characters to service in the film um, during an interview crystal Lowe, who played elena was asked if it was difficult performing nude scenes in front of male cast members and a mostly male crew during the lake scene, and she said, Being naked has always been a beautiful thing to me. I have never been shy about my body, and I find it strange how uncomfortable people are, since it's truly our natural state, but to each his own. Wrong term three. Despite the film being set in the U.S. and featuring American characters, the film was filmed in Bulgaria, and most of the actor- actors are British. Um, I think the first film and the last film were filmed in the U.S., the rest of the movies were either filmed in various places in Canada or in Bulgaria. Elizabeth, Eliza Deshku, who was once rumored to reprise her role from the first Wrong Turn, after she admitted in interview she left to return to the series. Wrong Term 3 has the highest amount of kills in the series. features the least amount of mutants out of the films in that it only has two appearing on screen. A frame from the opening scene with the arrow goes through girl's breast is shown in the montage at the beginning of Don John, 2013. Um, The only film in the series directed by Declan O'Brien, which he did not write himself. He later wrote and directed the fourth and fifth films. Uh, Let's see... Several actors have played three figures, including here, uh, I'm going to mess up his name, Borislav Ilov, uh, Julian Richings was in the original one, and then Jeff Scruton was in Wrong Term 2. All of the scenes in the prison were filmed in an actual prison in a single day. And there was supposed to be more nudity in this than there was. The Wrong Term Four, shot in 19 days, shot on location at an abandoned asylum. The fourth actor to play Three Fingers, and this time it is Sean Skeen. As we said before, this is a prequel to the rest of the movies. Photos of various cast members can be seen in the files for the mental patients at the asylum. Writer-director Declan O'Brien placed the Doctor in the black-and-white film short. Most of the snow throughout the movie is real. The only film in the Wrong Term franchise that does not feature someone getting killed with an arrow. The only film in the franchise where the mutants kill more women than men. And this is the first movie in the series that has no surviving protagonists. Wrong Term 5, also filmed in 19 Days. The only one in the Wrong Term series that does not feature a death involving barbed wire. Um, Borislav is back as Three Fingers. Near the start of the film, Doug Bradley shouts at the hillbillies for leaving a woman's possessions outside carelessly. He proceeds to call them pinheads, a nod to his role as pinhead in the Hellraiser franchise. The body count here is 11. The majority of the movie was filmed at UFO film and television studios and a village outside of Sofia, Bulgaria. Um, The second horror movie Doug Bradley has been in that uses the name Bloodline. The other is Halloween 4 Bloodline. Animal guts were used for the entrails in the film. Um, The car scenes were all filled in one day using a process trailer and writer-director Declan O'Brien did most screaming when he was being burned alive in the barrel by the cannibals. This is the lowest rating of the Wrong Turn series and the second movie in the franchise where none of the protagonists escape. One does technically survive but is taken away by the cannibals in the end. And that's uh, one of the girls that was camping. Um, Maynard tricked her into letting him out of the cell in prison, and then he repaid her by scooping out both of her eyeballs. So she was wandering along the road trying to get help, and then was picked up by them and, of course, didn't know it was the cannibals until she was in the truck. Uh, wrong turn six... In October 2014, a court case was filed in Ireland over the unauthorized use of a photo of a woman who went missing in County Wexford. The resulting court ordering injunction filed in November 2014 resulted in distributor 20th Century Fox recalling all DVD and Blu-ray releases of the film and to pull on all online streaming sources. So now you can see when they are looking at the billboard of people that are missing, all of the pictures are... Uh, grayed out. That's why. Um, a majority of the movie was filmed at the Dakovsky Defense and Staff College a Military Academy in Sofia, Bulgaria. The building's exteriors and interiors were designed to look like a real old-fashioned hotel. Um... This movie features the most nudity of all the films in the series, with every female in the main cast getting naked at some point during the film. One of the first script drafts had different plot, which is very similar to The Hills Have Eyes 2. Instead of just killing all the females of the resort, the form cannibals wanted to capture them for use as breeders. Um... Talitha Luke Eardley is the third actor from Game of Thrones to appear in Wrong Term series. The other two are Roxanne McKee and Finn Jones, who both appeared in Wrong Term 5, Bloodlines. The actors who played the murderous brothers all stayed in makeup and character, even between scenes and ate together away from fellow actors, so the others never saw them out of makeup. One day, Sadie Katz saw one of them without makeup and asked, who is that handsome man over there? Everyone started laughing when she tried chasing him down. Uh, Roxanne Carrion said she spent 14 hours naked while filming her sex and death scenes. Actresses Sadie Katz and Aquila Zoe are the only American performers in this film. And Sadie Katz said this film was a big turning point in her career because it helped her get into other types of films after acting in softcore porn films for years. About 20 minutes into the film, when the sheriff is taking Julian and Brian, he hangs up a missing persons poster of an old woman whom the mutants killed the previous day. If you pause the movie at the exact time he hangs it up, you can see the poster states that she disappeared on November twenty third, 2013, the day before the main events of the film. This proves the film is not a prequel to the original and explains why we see several characters using iPhones and GoPros. Well, I don't know. That's still up for debate. Depends on who you ask. Some people say it is, some people say it isn't. Um, When the hotel is refurbished, the restaurant is named Tony's Restaurant in memory of Danny's girlfriend. Danny's the second character in the series to have attempted suicide, the other being Nina from Wrong Term 2. When Vic finds Jillian's suitcase behind the front desk, the luggage tag reads three hundred twenty five Fifth Avenue. Tina's address belongs to the Bonchon Chicken restaurant, a Chinese fried chicken restaurant. And the last movie is not connected to any of the other movies, as we said before. Matthew Modine's daughter... Um, Ruby Modine performs the haunting version of This Land is Your Land, which is heard at the end credits. And we already said it, but it's the second wrong-term film, besides the original, to be released theatrically in theaters. Screenwriter Alan P. McElroy was back. In Australia, they call this movie Wrong Term, The Foundation. Daisy Head, who plays Edith, is the daughter of actor Anthony Head, who starred opposite Eliza Deshku, the lead actress of the original Wrong Turn, and many episodes of TV's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, And there are some Easter eggs for the entire franchise that that are in the movie. Body count here is 11, excluding Jen's imagined massacre of her family. Okay, now, off to a recipe or food. I thought I would go with something that is known better in Appalachia, but I'm not sure um, how much it's known in other parts of the country, and that is ramps, so R-A-M-P-S. So, a ramp is a cousin of the Onion Leek and garlic plant, the ramp is equally sticky plant that has found increasing popularity in Americans' diet. The name ramp comes from its similarity to an English plant called the ransom, which was called RAM, R A M S O N, in earlier times. Uh, let's see, what else can I tell you? Um, they have ramp festivals in North Carolina or they used to years ago because I remember when I was in elementary school, if anyone went to the ramp festival, that the smell was so pungent that they literally made them sit out in the hall at a desk for a couple of days and would not let them back in the classroom because it smelled so bad. So that's kind of crazy. Um... Uh, here's an article, Ramp Season Explained, which I will post in the notes, but (coughs) it says a good way to define ramps might be to describe the negative space where ramps aren't. Ramps are not leeks, nor are they scallions, nor are they exactly shallots. Ramps, which are sometimes called wild leeks or spring onions adding to the confusion, look like scallions, but they're smaller and slightly more delicate and have one or two flat broad leaves. They taste stronger than a leek and are generally leek which has a generally mild onion flavor and are more pungent garlicky than a scallion. Um a pound of ramps when this article was written, well that was 2015, so I don't know how much they are now, but a pound of ramps then cost $20 per pound or $5 for a small bundle. Um, Ramps have to be foraged for, like truffles, so that also increases their price of people finding them. And they are the first uh, vegetable of spring. And so the season does not last long, so that might be another reason why they're in demand. So I'll include uh, some recipes for ramps in the show notes. And uh, that might be something that you haven't heard of before. If you live outside the Appalachian Mountain region, or I think they grow in Canada too. Um, the word oh I already said that, but the word ramps comes from rams or ramson, which was the name of the wild garlic plant in an Elizabethan dialect. People in Appalachia um, call the plant ramps. Everywhere else they're known as wild leeks. Where to find us? We're on iTunes Spotify and Stitcher. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We need all the help we can get. We're also on Twitter at Food and Fright. Contact us by email at foodandfright at gmail.com or check out our website at com. So, um, can't really recommend a wrong turn franchise at the top of my list, but if you just like, uh, you know, uh, senseless hillbilly cannibals killing people, Like I said, this might be the franchise for you. Again, I'd say watch one, two. And if you want to see the direction the franchise is going, watch the last one uh, where the cannibals uh, don't appear anymore. So with that, that's it till next week. Stay safe out there, and we will see you later. Bye. Bye.